This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about cyber attacks. Um, there's a lot of things that can uh, disrupt the infrastructure, we'll say. Um, a lot of things to worry about. You know, people think about, oh, what if the dollar collapsed, the economy run on oil, uh, you know, the dollar collapses, um, even political unrest, you know, all kinds of things, riots, all kinds of things. But a very real threat that is constantly at America's door is is cyber attacks. And people don't realize they become so prevalent that you don't even like hear about them because they're just, I don't know if the government doesn't want to overwhelm you and terrify people or if it's just so commonplace that it doesn't even, you know, register anymore. They're like, oh, yeah, computer virus. Yeah, we had those. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but I mean, recently we had stuff. But governments are recent are sorry, are always trying to screw with other governments. It's honestly part of modern warfare. And, you know, you guys remember we did an episode way back on uh, Vault 7. You know, we're always creating stuff and and looking at ways to mess with other people. Um, we went after Iran and, and we messed with their nuclear power program. Well, it turns out we're not the only ones doing that. And actually, Russia and China 
are both very big on having cyber warfare programs and they're not afraid. And somehow it's not considered like an open attack. I think it goes to like plausible deniability, but like if you, you know, have your Russian soldiers sneak over the border and shoot two guys. Oh, that's a big deal. Oh, Russia, we, they invaded us. We got to go deal with them. But if they shut down our power grid for four hours and people die on life support because their, you know, things weren't working properly or whatever, then we're like, oh, yeah, it was a virus, you know, that those things happen. Right. It's weird how we have a different mindset and we let things, you know. But, I mean, right. I don't know. Like, what is a computer virus? What What is, uh, I mean, we all know it disrupts things. It, you know, it shuts down power grids but what's where's it all come from um well i mean it's computer viruses have been around almost as long as computers have um viruses worms things like that uh now worms are different than than viruses okay um, but they're, they're really similar it's almost the same thing um now the first uh, computer virus was the the rabbit virus, and it got Ooh. the name. That was 1974, and it got its name because it was spreading so fast. Um, but then, right in 1975, the first uh, or I'm sorry, 1971 was the first computer worm, and that was called Creeper, and it was just some nerd wondering if he could make a reproducing, you know, reproducing program that would mm -hmm. reproduce. Up and he did it in a controlled place. And, you know, it said basically it just popped up on computer, on people's screens, I'm the creeper, catch me if you can. And then he wrote a program called Reaper that went through mm -hmm. and just deleted all, all of the creeper just because he wanted to see if he could. But that, you know, that and uh, 1975, uh, a worm called Animal, well, it was a game called Animal where you, the computer would ask you ask you yes no questions and it would guess what animal you're thinking of mm -hmm. but somebody added a program to that that game called pervade and that was the first worm that was 1975 and what it did basically is it connected to any you know to any network and it would add a add the animal game to every file in that computer and back in 1975 there're only like 4000 people on the internet at that in 1975 so it was really limited but there were things like um you know libraries that had mat you know massive amounts of files on them and it just kept adding this game to every every file that was created and and it took a while to get that worked out and that was right. really and obviously people, people didn't have a lot of memory right people right. didn't have a lot right. of memory that's that's one of the biggest things with early viruses was you had all these things taking over people's computer, but it basically ended up locking up and shutting people's computers down because it's so busy trying to run virus programs that, you know, that, that's why people say, oh, malware slows down my computer. That's the idea mm -hmm. is because it's doing all this stuff in the background. And at the same time, you know, right. it's, at the same uh, time, you can't, you can't use your computer normal for programs already right. overrun with with other stuff <clears throat> now some of the viruses do things like uh just copy um bad code over top of your existing software some of it you know some of it 
creates pathways um, from network to network so that, you know, basically adding back doors to, to computers. So in other words that, you know, you could load it onto one computer and they would load it onto another computer and this file would just run in the background having a, a opening so that anybody that knew how to do it could go into that computer, log on, and without a password or a username or anything, they could just go in and operate like an engineer operating on your on your software, collecting any data you want or, you know, doing anything else they want to do. Right. So, you know, a big thing is with your own personal information is changing your password frequently enough and don't have the same password and username for all your different stuff, you know, because if they get into one you know, say they get into your Facebook account, they can see your name and they can find your password and then they can just go to any of your other, you know, any of your other social media or anything like that and try that same password on it. You right. know, they get into Including your bank accounts, accounts your, your, right. Right, your bank accounts, your, you know, who do you owe money to? Who are you paying bills to? Uh, you know, all sorts of information about you. They can figure it out and start opening credit cards and do whatever they want. You know, just right. from finding, say, your Facebook password. So you have to have right. different, you know, passwords for all your different accounts. And that's that's one way to keep, you know, keep your shit pretty safe. All right. So let's let's go on a little bit further to 2005 um, and 2000, between 2005, 2010, Stuxnet uh, came out. Now, Stuxnet started being developed in 2005, and it's not clear when it started operating, but it was discovered in 2010. And basically what it was doing was it was created by the U.S. and Israel in a like a, a co-authorship, if you want, of the virus. You know, they worked together using each other's information to figure out how to set this up and how to infect the computers. Okay. Now, uh, it's interesting because Iran's nuclear system was running on uh, a Windows program. So they were able to use uh, backdoors from Windows to get into their their program, and basically over by the end, by by the time they you know were able to stop it, it had infected two hundred thousand different computers, and it had it had damaged uh, over a thousand pieces of equipment. And what that was was it was telling like uh, centrifuges and things like that to run faster than you know you would turn it on. But then you would lose control of the speed and it would just keep ramping up and ramping up until it blew itself apart. And, um, you know, it was doing things like that. It was malicious code that was that was causing the equipment to operate in a way that it would damage itself. Now, foreign governments would never do anything malicious, though. So that's kind of weird because I thought peace, love and happiness and we're all just trying to get along. I keep hearing it from my government that everyone's just trying to do the best they can. And, you know, it's only because right. we're evil. Right. And we're all working for ourselves, man, trying to do the best for our people. And we're not interested in fucking up with other, with other countries, but okay. that's not the case. All right. So the next big one after that was the WannaCry virus. Do you, rem do you remember that, Chuck? When I they, do. uh, they, uh, <clears throat> they basically were encrypting people's data. It would encrypt the data and then demand a ransom in Bitcoin yeah. to, un to unlock it. 
And now they had whole municipalities and things like that everywhere. There were a lot of townships and stuff that actually even paid the ransom. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of even personal users that said, well, $300 in Bitcoin is a lot cheaper than buying a new computer and, you know, losing everything I have on this computer. You know, people that were like, say, writing books or uh, keeping, you know, uh, keeping financial records for a company, it was worth that $300. Or, I mean, um, think how long it takes to build up a porn collection. You know I what mean, I'm saying? You can't just go back and do that right away. Yeah, all my manga, anime, <laughs> naked girls, you know, I had ordered all my Wafu pillows. You know the Wafu pillows? Mm-hmm. Or like the, no, I don't even know what that they're is. They're like anime girls, but it's a pillow. So you can pretend you can hump the pillow and pretend you're like you're having There's, sex with a cartoon. I got that part. It's the rest of it, right? So you, yeah. So you or you think okay. you know you watch anime uh-huh. all your entire life, and you're really I've never that even no heard of this. Interested in, and uh, you just beat off to these cartoons. I got those two nailed. Right. Well, you have to be. A, yeah, you have to also never go outside and be a virgin. Those are two prior prerequisites. Okay. Right. And then you, you know, you pick out your favorite cartoon. Well, I got too, the fat bro, part. Like I mean, Sailor I drink Moon beer. Or whatever the fuck people watch. I don't, I don't know anymore. And the Sailor uh, Moon is our extent of, uh, yeah, that's my, my whole, uh, <laughs> anime knowledge. But then you, yeah. So then you get a pillow shaped like this cartoon and then it can sleep in the bed with you. You'd like, you have a real girlfriend. That sounds you know? very comforting. Yep. No, that's nice. Mm-hmm. No, can I be like, hey, like, um, you know, six foot or whatever, and have one that's the appropriate height, and or are they all like four foot? No, once you get yeah, once you get beyond the pillow, you have to go like all the way up to like the four or five thousand uh, dollar sex robots that they're making now. Oh, all right. Now I've heard of that kind of thing, but yeah, the, no, I didn't know there was anime pillows. Yeah, and that's for the that's for the poor uh, poor perverts. You know, the ones that All can't right. afford All the right. big ones. Anyway, we're getting carried away. But this we did is related. Get kind of off task. Oh, is it? Because okay. the, yeah, it is related. Yeah, because the WannaCry virus was developed by the same people that developed the Wafu pillow. Really? The Koreans. the Koreans did it. Mm. Yeah, so. A lot of it's making more sense now. Yeah, so the Lazarus, uh, the Lazarus group was the group that was identified as being the one behind the WannaCry virus attack. But they don't really know who the Lazarus group is. Um, mm-hmm. It's also called Zinc and Hidden Cobra are other names for that Hidden group. Hidden Cobra, that's now, a fun name. Yeah, now all the stuff was, all the code was written in Korean, and it probably originated from uh, Pyongyang, North Korea. Uh, it's the same group that was re- responsible for the 2014 attack on Sony Pictures. Remember when. Uh, Sony was making that movie with um, yes. Fuck is that guy? Te- uh, Seth Rogen and yep. and Franco. Yes, the, where they go in and they they be friends with uh, the head of North Korea and then kill him right. or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so they found that and they. Basically, that was an entertaining uh, movie. I found humor. It in was it. good. I liked it. Yeah, but basically they got they heard that movie was coming out and they basically uh, tracked it tracked it down inside Sony Pictures and released it to the internet or they tried to get rid of it and tried to have a ransom to, you know, whatever. 
And uh, but they also released a whole bunch of other movies that were you know copyrighted movies that are now just free floating around on the internet. If you know, if you're in and not paying the three dollars for whatever it is. But do you always feel like if I save the three dollars, am I then going to get some kind of Korean computer virus? I feel like that's something that might happen to me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's best to just you know, it's just the best to to not try and do that shit unless you really play inside the system. Yeah, because that WannaCry virus was extremely successful. You know, it made hype, you know, unknown amount of money, but it's, you know, in the millions of dollars it made. A lot of that stuff right. uh, went through um, hospital systems and were basically encoding people's uh, medical histories. Okay. So, you know, it really did cause some serious issues and uh, made a lot of money for them. So that's all I got on the WannaCry virus. That's 2017. All right. So where are we at after that? Well, I have some more modern stuff, but uh, I don't know what you have in between. Um, well, all right. So more recently, and, and you can stop me when you come up with your uh, your next thing here in between. But more recently, you probably heard that, you know, the government got hacked, that it was uh, – they said the FBI, the NSA. So it ended up being every branch of the military, the State Department, the White House, the NSA, 425 different Fortune 500 companies. Now that's pretty good odds yeah, to get. You know, so pretty much anybody they wanted to get, they got, right? Um, all five top or all the top five accounting firms in the US, hundreds of universities and colleges. Um, it was actually all came about that it was the KGB, which actually is now uh, the SVR and I don't speak Russian, so I don't really know what SVR means, but it's the new version of the KGB basically hacked into a company called solar winds. That was a government contractor and they're the ones who ended up now. Here's the cool thing. Now, you guys have probably heard me mention because I always found it to be an entertaining fact that it used to be back in like the ni- late 90s, early 2000. Um, they say that 80% of all government passwords were the word password. And so whenever yeah. you have the uh, the internet security you know, meeting, training at your company, they always kind of point that kind of thing out like, hey, don't just make it stupid. You got to actually try like a little bit. So this company had effort, right? So this company had their entire server server. They had to come up with a password and they were like, well, we shouldn't just use password. So what should we do? They probably got together, had several meetings. What do we do for the password? And they were like, well, our company's called solar winds. What if we really mix it up? And make our password solar winds one two three. Mm, Nailed brilliant. it. Don't you ever guess it? Do you and remember? Were, you remember and then uh, the Russian hackers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember space balls when his code was one two three four? <laughs> yeah. I know. I kind of felt like they should have had a four on there, you know. But mm-hmm. somehow, I don't know how many hours it took, but Russia was able to crack this secret code. Uh, and they were able to get in there. 
So anybody who you downloaded the corrupted, like, so they went in and they basically installed, you know, software on uh, the SolarWinds server that anytime the customers download and installed the corrupted update between March and June, basically gave access to the entire network. So you're saying, well, entire network, but Chuck, you just mentioned all five branches of the U S military the State Department, the White House, the NSA, and all, that might be a problem. That's a big network. How much did you really hear about that on the news? This was, let me get the date. It was like Um, three months ago that that they figured this out. Yeah, it was December, December 2020. Uh, December 23rd is when we heard about it. Mm -hmm. Which also makes you kind of wonder, you're like, wait a minute, between June and March, that's like eight months. Before they alerted people. And if they had gone to each of these companies and said, hey, you know, somebody hacked into your shit and whatever, I feel like it would have leaked out before December. So that means there's like an eight month window that we had no idea. I mean, it it may, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it was like six months. And then we had a month of going, oh, fuck, what do we do now? You know, like that kind of thing could have happened. Right. In that amount of time, though. Think of the amount of software and data you can download. You don't even have to read it all. You just keep downloading it, you know? Yeah. And basically, they would every every time it connected with another user, you would get that user name and password. So, right. you know, so it's not like one person is looking into all these different things because that might be noticed. But you can just keep moving on to the next to a different name and different user. And so that's why, that's why it went on so long without being noticed. And so you right. can just... Basically, just uh, download everything from the state. You know what is a uh, experimental right. weapon technology. Um, you know, uh, trade. You know, you're trying to trying to do some like uh, trade uh, talks. Well, now you know what the other person's already planning on, what they want, and what they'll settle for. You know, all sorts of shit yeah. like that. Now, you know, so really, now, yeah, it really was embarrassing, though. To me, it is embarrassing. embarrassing. So, Solar Winds is is pretty smart, and they deleted their customer list just so, like, it wasn't on the website, so you weren't like, "Oh, right. fuck, they got screwed, they got screwed, whatever." Right. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's a real, real so- so- problem solving right there. Then they put out a statement that said, "Fewer than." 18,000 of our customers even installed this update with the oh, ads. Yeah, that's hardly anybody. <laughs> so they're like, well, secretly, that means more than 17,000 people did install that. Right. And, that's, and then they're all, you know, they were able to get in there and uh, they said at least, uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, and then. Let me me see. Uh, The great majority of those were in the U.S., but networks in Canada, Mexico, Belgium, Spain, and the U.K., Israel, UAE were also targeted with this virus. So they really, uh, you know, they they basically were able to download just about everything. And, I mean, we probably, the U.S. Army or, you know, they probably don't have anything on their computer that we wouldn't want to share with Russia, right? I mean, we're probably good not on that. Anything on no, there, right? Okay. Nothing with the, um, the Pentagon. I, I know that that uh, after 
you know, the SEALs went and killed Osama bin Laden or whatever. I think Obama did it. I'm not really sure which one. But when they send somebody to kill Osama, I know that ISIS or whoever the hell it was at the time, I don't know what their name, it wasn't, was it ISIS then? Or was it, did they have their previous name? Or? I think that was Al-Qaeda. It was Al-Qaeda, right? Okay. So Al-Qaeda was like, hey, we, uh, we want to find out who these SEALs were and we want to go kill their families. And they were down for paying for that information. Does us giving that kind of shit out on, would the army have that kind of thing on their computer? I mean, is that possible? I, I, or the I Navy? Mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. I mean, the Navy, the Navy ran the operation and the Navy, Navy got hacked. So I would assume that if I was that in that team six, I would, you know, be a little bit concerned. Of course. So, I, I think know, they were out like writing books like or something. Time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm the not, guy. I don't, I don't think it would yeah. be too hard to fi find out who they are. Uh, right, right. But, but, you know, I'm just saying, I just feel like our government doesn't do a lot. I, I know when, way back, right when I got out of the military, um, the VA sent me a letter. Oh, you know, one of our employees took home a laptop and it had everybody's parents' names. So, you know, mother's maiden name, all that shit, your social right. security number your name, your current address of every single person who's ever had a VA claim or even been put on the list of eligible veterans was right. all on one laptop and the guy left it at a coffee shop and it was stolen, but they think whoever stole it didn't have any malicious intent and don't worry about it. Yeah. And I was like... Basically, yeah. basically mm. like, it was probably just some thief and... Now it's and just criminals aren't around. known to do bad yeah. stuff with valuable information. So, yeah, they don't. Yeah, exactly. They, so it's, they, it's they wouldn't be smart enough for that. But we are, since we think there's no risk at all, we are willing to buy you, uh, you know, what is that, like LifeLock or something? It wasn't LifeLock, but it was some generic knockoff version yeah, that we're willing to buy you for a year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's the kind of company that says, "Hey, uh, just to let you know, somebody emptied your bank account." Um, yeah, you know, one of those. Up. Just had they up. let you know that shit fucked up, but they don't fix anything. Or, or I always, I always feel bad. like if if uh, I give another person my information, that's just one more vulnerable, right. um, you know, weak point. Right. You know, I just that's just one more place I'm out there. Um, I did uh, just recently listen to an audio book called uh, Surviving the Fall. And I know that was on like Audible and all that. And I'm not plugging Audible and we don't have a code for you or any crap like that. But um, anyway, it was all about like basically a computer virus. And it was kind of how America, we look at ways to destroy other countries and we created a computer virus. And then somebody who hacked us didn't realize what they were doing and ended up releasing this self-replicating virus, you know, one of these worms on, mm -hmm. on the world basically, and basically shut everything down. And it was pretty entertaining and whatever, but it's definitely a real threat. Um, not necessarily that I think, you know, that some virus is going to get out there and control every computer and whatever, but I do think that a country could get information and really utilize it to 
damage, hurt, or destroy our economy or disrupt our banking system, honestly disrupt the power grid, disrupt the supply chain, all these different things. We're dependent on computers more and more. Very few people are self-reliant, have ways to provide for themselves. Um, we're very interdependent. Um, I think you all saw when coronavirus came that, you know, a lot of the companies, I, I work for a bigger company and, uh, a lot of the companies, even if they were able to keep producing and doing their thing, a lot of the smaller suppliers were unable to fulfill their obligations and it ended up slowing down and disrupting all the way up the chain, basically. And that's a real thing. So if you can disrupt the supply chain, it's a real threat to the country. And you need to be aware and prepare for such things. Just make sure that you can get the things that you need and take care of yourself. Um, you know, I've seen companies that that basically end up um, buying all their uh, their suppliers in order to control and ensure that they get the products and things you need. I mean, every step that you can take to make sure that you don't have a disruption and you're as close to the source, you know, the better off you're going to be. And that's really how you should be thinking as a prepper is, all right, well, I like, you know, eating cheese or whatever. So if I have a cow and can make milk and cheese and butter, then I'm right to the source. Now, do I have enough grass in my field to feed that cow? I don't know, but that's each step in the process is what you should be thinking about. You know, oh, I, I like to be able to shoot my guns. Um, ammo might get out of control and cost a dollar a bullet. Maybe I should take the steps that, you know, I Chuck, need to either have happen. bullets. No, that, that's crazy that talk. Right. But never I mean, that's, run out of ammo. that's the idea of being a prepper is to be able to control your own not be dependent on the supply chain or others or have a network that's close. And the closer your network is to you, the more control you have over it. And it's really kind of the way you should run a country, the way you should run everything. It's fine to, you know, trade and interact with other countries. And there are certain things we can't get like coffee or whatever here in America where, you know, you have to create a network, but things that are essential to life and your family and, 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 you know, as you get more control, your comforts, you know, if you want one of these pillows that Kevin can get you, you know, that's, that's something to think about, you know, if you're interested in that, don't email me. No, <laughs> that sounded like, like they should be writing to prepping badass at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah. Now, and uh, one of the things I think about when I think about these uh, viruses and the and the damage they can cause, can you imagine yeah. what would have happened at the beginning of the the COVID outbreak uh, last year if the internet stopped working at the same time? People would lose their fucking minds. You know, if they didn't weren't getting any information, they were told to lock down, and they weren't getting any information. People would have. I mean, right? Shit would have gone bad fast. Now. There's one like holy grail of cyber attack that has never happened before, but okay. it's it's one of these things that uh, if you kind of watch watch how things have been working lately, you'll see you'll see that there are companies or there are hacking groups that are involved in in trying to infiltrate certain types of networks, and 
what a fire sale is, it's a three prong attack. And basically it's, it's, you know, an attack on, on a country or a city or a, a place. And first thing they're going to do is mm-hmm. would be shut down all transportation systems like traffic lights, railways, subways, airport systems, you know, that sort of stuff. Then they'll attack, then they attack, uh, financial systems like the stock exchange, uh, banks, uh, mortgage, right. you know, records, things like that. And then third, they're going to, uh, they would shut off, uh, public utilities like water and, and electric and things like that. And you could really cripple a country pretty fast if you were able to successfully attack all three of those, those things. Now, recently, uh, somebody hacked into a water system. Uh, you might've heard this on the news and they weren't able to do a whole lot to damage it, but what they did was increase the disinfection, uh, use and, and that, water system was running on uh hypochlorite which is it's basically right. liquid chlorine right and uh they started turning the chlorine level up now at four parts per million chlorine and water can start being dangerous but they were trying to bring it up to 11.1 parts per million which is b okay. i mean that would make you sick it would you know it would make you sick but you're also going to smell it and you're going to you be aware know. when you turn on the faucet. Right. If you're, if you're, you know, if your water comes out smelling like bleach, don't drink it. But, you know, might ruin your clothes, you know, might, you know, if you're washing them in the washing machine. It That's might true. Like that. You but might not, not notice when you're washing. Your... Right. Right. But there are groups that are doing things like this, trying to figure out ways to infiltrate the, the power system and the utilities. And even China found uh, they had found a lot of chinese software in uh right utility systems just hypothetically right. that could be used in the future um so what aren't that what aren't they finding what don't they know is sitting some somewhere dormant until it needs to be used right so we actually found a uh a, a website called uh, the center for strategic and international S- studies they put out a report of significant cyber incidents all right now Problem is, we were like, oh, we could talk about some of these. But we, mm-hmm. when I downloaded it, it ended up being freaking ridiculous. Where, yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean, I don't mean ridiculous, right. I don't mean ridiculous, like useless information. I mean, there's like 50 significant attacks every month. And so every looking month. at the list, it's like, well, December, you know. Oh, December, mm-hmm. there was 50 attacks. And... And they're all significant. Um, Facebook announced that its users had been targeted by two hacking campaigns, one originating from state-sponsored Vietnamese hackers spreading malware, and the other from two nonprofit groups in Bangladesh focused on compromising accounts and coordinating and reporting of account and pages for removal. Like So basically people who are putting things that they didn't find appropriate. I like that. That's kind of like they're doing Facebook's job for them. Yeah, is the way I feel. I mean, isn't that what Zuckerberg's really looking for? Yeah, yeah. And is, isn't he such a little fucking weirdo? Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, he's he's probably is a robot. He gets worse and worse. He's not getting better. But, yeah, no, he's he's disturbing, but. That's it. It's just be aware that this is another potential disruption that 
could continually affect us. And, you know, when people say, oh, you know, Russia's trying to influence the election and things like that, you know, I don't know. And I don't have any evidence to suggest that, you know, voter machines get messed up with or whatever. But to think that they're not spreading hate and propaganda throughout Facebook and all these things is Mm -hmm. really naive. Yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely happening. And, um, and you know, it's like, it's not very expensive to back up your shit. You know, it's books are really cheap right now. You yeah. know, if you're worried about, you know, losing your information, back it up or, or, you know, get some, some of the prepping books that, you know, stuff that you would normally have to look up. Oh, you know, what's the right time, time to plant this seed or what's the right time to, you know, what kind of this should I get? You can figure that stuff out now ahead of time in case something does happen. You know, you can have backup information on, on stuff that's, that's important. That's so, that we become so dependent on our phones and our internet and our, well, I could just look on YouTube. Of course, I could start a fire in the woods right. in the rain. You know, YouTube right. will show me in a minute. Um, the mm-hmm. perfect shelter, it's on YouTube. Don't worry about it. Well, right, that's all true. But, and then I would even take it one further. You might have stuff on your computer that you care about. And, you know, around Black Friday and and really anytime, you can buy a a 500 gig hard drive or a terabyte hard drive, 70 bucks, 60 bucks. I don't know. They're not that expensive. If you had something super valuable, like you hosted a podcast about survival and that kind of stuff, and you didn't Mm -hmm. want to lose all that information, it's almost a little bit foolish to not back it up on a hard drive every now and again and make mm-hmm. sure that the resources and things you need to keep things going are still available to you. So yeah. just think about protecting yourself and your information. And, you know, and, everybody has another thing is everybody has, you know, compared to 40 years ago, everybody has a million pictures. Everyone's got a camera in their pocket and all that sort of stuff. But how many pictures do you actually get developed? I mean, if you lose your Facebook account, how many pictures are you going to lose? If you lose your access to your, even your computer, how many pictures are you going to lose? You're not going to even have a record of, of your kid growing up because you didn't right. print any of the pictures out. You know? How many of you have an old phone stuck in a drawer because you're like, oh, well, I have pictures on there. I can't get rid of it, exactly. you know, or the old computer or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, people have this giant, you know, supply of things that you consider valuable and maybe pictures aren't what's valuable to you. Maybe it's information. Maybe it's your favorite playlist from the 80s. And they don't even make those CDs anymore. And they never made it to iTunes. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. But, you know, that's the thing. So take care of your information. Take care of your stuff. And come up with a plan to protect yourself if the world isn't always there, you know. If it's not the way you expect it to be. That's the thing. People become complacent and just let life happen to them. And it's your job as a prepper to kind of think about what might be coming next and what might, uh, you know, affect your family. It's your job as a man or as a head of a household kind of thing to take care of your family. You know, you're responsible And you should be accountable for you. And, you know, you can't complain about the government and all these things if you're not able to take care of yourself. Because somebody's got to step up if you're not doing it. 
So right. with that, you know, hey, you guys enjoyed this. Uh, you can leave a review wherever you downloaded this podcast. You can get in touch with us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Maybe if you're enjoying it, you might head over to patreon.com slant preppingbadass and you can support us. And we have some neat patches that we're still waiting on another shipment to come in. But uh, when they do, we have a few people we still owe some to. And uh, we're going to try and get those out to you. And, you know, hey, if it's something you want to support, get behind it. Also, if you go to preppingbadass.com, we have some T-shirts and cool gear available, some sweatshirts, some uh, cool banners, all kinds of fun stuff with the the logo on there. And uh, anyway, that's all available. Maybe check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slam prepping badass. Otherwise, uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.